0: Hello evergreen and online friends. How are you doing? What a week, right? We keep saying that each and every week the past five months. Now I saw this meme a few days ago on social media. I don't know. It made me laugh through the hidden pain and I think it captures the emotion of 2020. You let me know. This week kicked off with parents getting the news that school would be online this fall. Now this was a gut punch for many parents and kids. You see, each week has brought difficult news of one kind or another. And what we want you to know is that we see you and care about you. And Parent Connection that Jared just mentioned is happening this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. at Evergreen. It's just one of the ways we thought maybe we could help you connect with others and make a plan. But friends, the struggle is real. It's not just parents and kids navigating rough waters, it's everyone. We have senior adults who have only been out of their homes for doctor's appointments, and some of our elderly and care homes have not been able to be face-to-face with family for five months. Others have lost jobs, and some were, their work is still in jeopardy, or they've had their salaries reduced. You know, we all receive less physical touch and fewer face-to-face encounters with a limited number of people. So my brother Joe and I were talking about all this and how people seem to be on edge right now and how we find ourselves on edge at times. A friend described it, it's like everyone has been dipped in gasoline. People are ready to fight before a word is even spoken. These are tough times and we wanna talk today about having courage in tough times. You see, courage is the strength to move forward, to persevere, and withstand fear, danger, and difficulty. And this pandemic has provided all three of those for us. How can we be courageous? How can we find the courage or strength to move forward, to persevere in this season? I believe today that God wants to bring an encouraging word for all of us. So Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, let's read it together. Finally, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions and with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Wow, that's a lot. Let's unpack that. Why is courage important for us? Because our enemy is constantly looking for opportunities to take us out, to carry out his mission to still kill and destroy all of Satan's underlings are devoted to the very same thing. In fact, Peter warns us in 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in your faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Friends, that could have been written today. Paul said in Ephesians 6.12 that I just read that we are literally wrestling with supernatural forces that are operating in the invisible world, forces that Jesus defeated on the cross, but who still until he returns have limited authority and are opposed to God's purposes in our lives and in this world. You see, our fight is not with people, but with spiritual forces and principalities and powers that have aligned themselves with Satan, our enemy. Now we forget this and we start taking out our frustrations, our worries, and our anger on each other. You know, I've only had a few dreams that I thought were from the Lord in my lifetime, but this was one of them. Our kids were in middle school when our mentor and pastor, Roy Hicks Jr. died in a plane accident. Things in our organization, that is in Foursquare, were shifting and relationships were strained. People were fighting over the decisions being made. And some of those decisions would affect Jared and me, depending on which way they went. It was easy to get drawn into making the battle about people, especially when we or our loved ones will will be affected by the decisions being made. Now, in my dream, Roy, our pastor, came up my driveway. He took my arm in his hand like people do when they're really intent, I'm telling you something that they want you to remember? And he said, remember, Anne, Ephesians 6, 12. He said this three times to me, and each time his pulling on my arm was a little stronger. Well, Ephesians 6, 12, I read a few minutes ago in our passage, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And I knew When I woke up from that dream, it was so clear to me God was telling me to pay attention and change my approach. I needed to change the approach to what was happening. I began to pray for everyone involved in this decision-making. And yes, I had to repent of some misplaced anger. But he led us through that time with creative solutions. All our relationships in good standing and our emotions and mental well-being were still intact. covid And all the chaos that's going on in our world is not a battle with flesh and blood. It is a spiritual battle, and we need Jesus to help us be courageous in these tough times, to let go of our misplaced anger. And we need courage to move forward and stand in the face of this battle. Courage is strength in the face of fear, difficulty, and opposition. So my question is, how do we get more of that? Well, we find that in our Ephesians 6 passage. Number one, in a relationship with Jesus, courage comes in a relationship with Jesus. Paul wrote the very first verse, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Now, I want you to know that I love how the passion puts this one. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus Christ. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in you and through you. Headlines, don't try to handle life alone. You and I are not enough by ourselves for this battle. In Christ, we have the strength we need to be courageous in battle. What do I mean? Well, you know, when you create your online profile, one of the choices is in a relationship to describe yourself. In Christ describes our relationship with Jesus. God's power is at work within us from the moment we are in Christ. That is, in a relationship with Jesus. God's Spirit comes to live in us and empowers us to follow Him through thick and thin. So how do I change my relation status with Jesus to in a relationship? It's simple. I agree with God that He loves me and that I've messed up, we call it sinning. I say yes to relationship with his son, Jesus, who died on a cross, receiving his forgiveness for my past, my present, and my future. And when I do this, God's spirit, all of who he is, comes to live inside of me. And I am supernaturally infused with strength and power. If you haven't already, you can take that step today. In just a few minutes, when we take communion, You can let Jesus know that you want to be in a relationship with him. But what if you already are, as many of us are? You may be saying, I'm in a relationship with Jesus, but my strength to face these tough times is lagging. Come to the unending source of strength, Jesus. It's easy to slip into trying to figure things out on our own. You and I need reminders. We need Jesus' strength to be courageous. He's calling to us today. He wants to help. Want more courage? Be in a relationship with Jesus. And secondly, he says, wear the uniform. Like it or not, our lives are a battleground. Paul writes in verse 13 that we read, Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when, notice the when, not if, the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand. God has given us something to put on that we need to wear if we want to have the courage to stand in this battle. Now, stand there is a military word that means to hold your position in the face of difficulty and opposition. So friends, let's put on the uniform. Okay, remember being a kid and your parents ordered you or told you to put a coat on because it was really cold outside? And if it was super cold, they might ask you to add mittens or gloves or a hat sometimes even boots and often we were kind of reluctant to do that. They wanted you to be prepared to defend yourself against the cold temperatures and God wants us to be protected and prepared to stand against the attacks of the enemy of our souls. So what does this uniform include? We want to do a brief survey of that. First of all, Paul uses the metaphor of a soldier's uniform. I think we are more familiar with a football player's attire. But Paul was sitting in prison, chained to a soldier while writing these words. With people in 1st century Ephesus, they would have been very familiar with the Roman soldier's uniform. First of all, he mentions the belt of truth. The belt held the soldier's outfit all together, and it held the scabbard for the sword that we'll talk about in a few minutes. And it was cinched up tight for battle so that nothing was lost. Knowing the truth is what holds everything else in our lives together. Would you take a look for a minute at this video of Michael and Capri reminding themselves of the truth? My God is great. My God is great. My God is strong. My God is strong. My God loves me. My God loves me. In Jesus, in Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. If God I'm is God for, me, God for me, who can be against me? I am loved, I am loved, accepted, accepted, forgiven, forgiven, I am a child of God. Wasn't that fun? So what is Michael, my nephew, doing here? He's reminding Capri and himself of the truth about God and about them. Reminding ourselves and each other of the truth is essential. Believers in the first century needed this and so do we. Peter writes in his second letter saying, I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it's right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body. Well, friends, let's have our own Michael and Capri-like moment together. I'd like you to repeat with me, kids too, and let's put our bodies and voices into it. My God is great. My God is great. My God is strong. My God is strong. My God loves me. My God loves me. In Jesus, in Jesus, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. If my God is for me, if my God is for me, who can be against me? Who can be against me? I am loved, accepted forgiven. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Great job. Well, there's the belt of truth and there's the body armor of God's righteousness. The soldier's body armor covered him from neck to thighs. Now body armor protects the vital organs, especially the heart. So what is it exactly I'm putting on for this body armor? I'm wearing the understanding that I am right with God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him, that's Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So 24-7, 365 days a year, my standing with God is secure. My circumstances do not change that. My status with him is not based on my performance. He is present and ready to help us, even on our worst day. No arm twisting necessary. Our hearts can be at rest, knowing God and I are good. That brings us to the third thing Paul mentions, the boots or the shoes of the peace that comes from the good news. Once the body armor was on, the soldier put his boots on, and the boots were thick-soled, and they were studded with many sharp nails. And this is how the soldiers made their way on long marches and were helped by the grip and the speed of these boots over the rough terrain. What are the boots? The boots are God's peace that comes from the good news. How many of you would like some COVID boots? (laughs) These are some boots that can help walk us through all the crap that comes our way. Now, my mom would say that COVID's worthy of the earthy word for crap, if you know what I mean. The one I was raised with but I won't say that on film. But the truth is the good news of Jesus includes that this life is not all there is. Our best days are ahead of us. Maybe your parents have the same saying that my mom does. This too shall pass. There is a lot of peace in that, but even more when you know that it means that Jesus is going to come back and set everything right all of creation and us and there'll be a new heaven and a new earth that we read about in the last book of the Bible called Revelation and there we will experience uninhibited unmasked community worship without any reservations or restrictions and a huge wedding feast and we'll be there together without social distancing friends put your boots on putting on God's peace will protect your feet from the current rough terrain Better days are coming. That's what our boots remind us of. And then there's the shield of faith. And this is how we block attacks from our enemy. You see, the shield back in the first century was made of two layers of wood glued together, then covered with linen and hides, and then bound with iron. I don't know. They must have been bodybuilders then to, to carry that thing. But soldiers often fought side by side, creating this solid wall of shields cane darts were dipped in pitch and then they were ignited and shot at them so the picture here is our faith is a shield for us extinguishing the enemy's fiery darts fiery darts are thoughts we have that are contrary to what god has said the enemy is a liar and he loves to bring us down with worry what ifs worst case scenarios and flat out lies friends And there is a lie that I think the enemy is saying to some of our parents right now in COVID. It's this, your child is not gonna be okay because of what they're experiencing now. They're not gonna be okay in the future because of this season. God says this though, the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. That's in 1 John 4, 4. This is true for you and for your kids. Paul tells us that in Romans that in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loves us. Your kids are loved by God and all their days were written in his book before one of them came to be. He is going to do something good in them through this. Our good, good father can help you and help me see past what is to what will be. And suddenly you and I have courage for the step that is right in front of us. So use your shield of faith. Remember God's promises to you in this time. And then we can't forget the helmet, the helmet of salvation. The helmet protects the head. And without the head, as we like to say, we are dead. And this is where I have to go football on you. You know that in college football, if you lose your helmet during a play, you have to sit out the next play of the game. Why is that? Because it's such an important part of the uniform. Now, if you're an Oregon duck, the helmet changes often. But fortunately, that's not the way it is with God. Are you living with the knowledge that God is going to finish the work he started in you? That you'll make it to the finish line through all of this mess, regardless of how messy your race gets? Your transformation is guaranteed. But the enemy loves to challenge this with fiery darts. God is faithful even when we are not. Your meltdown the other day, or your social media rant that you shared, or the frustration that you unleashed on your kids or an innocent bystander, do not deter God's love and forgiveness. And it does not keep his ongoing work, his salvation in his life, his sozo, spirit, soul, and body change. And it doesn't negate his promise that he who began the good work in you will complete it. He's committed to you and will finish what he started. The outcome of this battle is going into the win column. That brings us to the next item Paul mentions, the sword of the spirit, God's word. The more of God's word you have in your life, the more prepared you can be for any difficulty. Now, Jesus used scripture to fight the temptation of the devil in the desert, a season for him of isolation and need, not unlike what we're going through you can do the same. You can grow in God's word by reading a little of it each day. You can grow by doing a Bible study with others. We are preparing for a bunch of groups this fall where you can do a Bible study face-to-face or online. And you can do that with a quarantine friend or family member, be they near or far, thanks to technology. But if you use the same reading plan, you can share insights together that you got from God's word that day. God's word can help us identify temptations and cut them down to size. Our courage grows in a relationship with Jesus, wearing the uniform, and as we keep talking to God, because courage is launched in prayer. Paul Wright finished his whole treatise off with this, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. Paul ends where he started and where I want to end today, with our relationship with God. You see, prayer is a conversation with God. So without it, we don't have much of a relationship. Can you imagine being in a relationship with someone and never talking together, never having a conversation? That's weird, isn't it? We won't have the strength we need to express courage and strength in the battle without prayer. My favorite book on prayer is titled, Prayer Doesn't Make Any Difference by Philip Yancey. Now, have you ever asked or wondered about whether your prayers were having any impact? That's what attracted me to the book in the first place. Yeah, me too. This can be especially true in difficult times. How do we move a relationship forward when we don't understand what's going on? We keep the conversation going and we stay honest. So friends, keep on talking and listening to God with all kinds of prayers and requests, Paul said, at all times and on every occasion. And let's keep on praying for one another. So are you ready for more courage to thrive in these tough times? What's your step? Don't do this alone. Is it your time to get in a relationship with Jesus? Or maybe you just need to re-up today? Or maybe this is a time where you need to wear the uniform. You've been like the kid who runs out of the house naked without his clothes on in bad weather. What part of God's uniform for us spoke to you today? Keep talking and listening to God even when he seems to be quiet. He's he's present, friends. He's listening to you. So I'd like you to reflect on what your next step is as Marley plays this powerful song called Tremble. And the band leads us in this. Now, you may just reflect during this. You may take up the bridge, as I like to call it, or chorus to this song. But would you reflect for a few minutes as Marley and the band lead us in this time? Thank you, Marley and the band, for that song that celebrates Jesus' power over our fear, over our difficulties, over the battles that we face. And we want to celebrate who Jesus is, and what he's done for us by taking communion today. So we have the bread representing his body, broken for our wholeness. And as you take the bread today, where do you need his courage and strength? Where do you need his wholeness in your life? If today is your day to get right with God, this is a great time to let Jesus know you wanna be in a relationship with him. He'll send his spirit to bring all of who he is in your life. All you have to do is whisper that as you take the bread today. That's why you went to the cross, for you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your body broken for us. Thank you, Lord, for the freedom it represents, for the wholeness it represents, for the courage that you had as you faced the cross, and you did it because you loved us. So thank you, Lord, for your love. We pray for that in Jesus' name, amen. Let's take the bread together. And then the cup, his blood shed on the cross for our forgiveness. He has removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west, the psalmist wrote. That's as far away as you can get. Let's say thank you that he's conquered our sin on our behalf and that today you and I can stand with our heads up and fully experience the love of God Let's pray together before we take the cup. Jesus, I wanna say thank you for your forgiveness. Lord, I thank you that you forgive us for misplaced anger, for those days where we're on edge and react as though we've been dipped in gasoline. And Lord, today we celebrate the fact that even though we have days like that, we are a forgiven people. You love us, you have wiped away, blotted out, erased our transgressions our sins, our mess-ups, and today we stand before you completely forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. We celebrate as we take your cup. In your name, amen.